Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Startup Parent Podcast. This is the show where we get to talk to working parents, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and creatives about what it looks like to raise kids and also build companies. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. So we are kicking off the Wise Women's Council here this next month in March. I cannot believe that it's already almost March and that the Wise Women's Council is kicking off. We are nearing the very end of our application period. Many of you know and you've heard on the podcast and you've been on our email list that we open applications in January for the Wise Women's Council and we bring women together for nine months over the course of the year. It is, if you haven't heard of it before, if this is your first time joining the podcast or you've never heard me talk about it before, it's a leadership incubator for women business leaders, entrepreneurs, and innovators who are also navigating pregnancy, parenting, and motherhood at the same time. So we spend nine beautiful months together with all of these women and people who identify as women and They are at their growth edge and they want to continue to level up in their life and career, but they need other people to talk to. They need leadership guides to help corral is probably not the right word, but just guide them. And you want to learn about business and you want to learn about leveling up, even as you're going through all this messy stuff in life. That's what the Wise Women's Council is. It's nine months long. We have coaches in the program. Some people go to the coaching level and they get small group coaching. Some people go to the one-on-one executive coaching level and they work together with me throughout the whole course of the program. This is our fourth year running it and we are about to launch our fourth class, the class of 2021. So what I want to do today on this episode of the podcast is I want to take some time to talk about why I started the Wise Women's Council, what it is if you've never heard of it before, and what it's like to be a part of it. If you've been listening to the last few episodes, you've heard me do interviews that I've been doing with women who've been through this program before. So what I want to do today on the podcast is talk a little bit about what it's like, who signs up, and what we're looking for in our members. I'm also going to go over a lot of the frequently asked questions that I get because I've now interviewed I've interviewed around 50 people so far this year for the program to join us this year. Um, we've done group interviews, we've done info sessions, and I've done one-on-one interviews. And so I've heard a lot of different stories and a lot of different questions, and I've also read all of the applications. So in addition to all those interviews, there's just um, dozens and dozens and dozens of applications. I get so many stories and insights and so much data on the reality of what it's like to be a working parent, what people are struggling with, what they're thinking about, what the contextual hurdles are, what the mental hurdles are, what the partnership or non-partnership hurdles are. So I I just, I want to talk a little bit about all of this on today's episode. So if you are in if you are thinking about applying to join the Wise Women's Council, or you are just watching from the sidelines, but you like watching what other people build, then come on down, pull up a seat, take a walk, fold your laundry, do the dishes, whatever you're doing while you listen to this podcast. Enjoy what you're doing and come on down and join me as I talk about the Wise Women's Council. Also, if you are thinking about applying to join us this year, 
We are wrapping up applications this week. I'm doing my final round of interviews this week because next week on February 25th, we have our welcome call, our introductory call, where we welcome everybody and we go around and we say hello to everyone that we're going to be journeying with over the year ahead. So if you're, you are thinking about joining us, do get your application in right away. Technically, the applications close on February 15th. And that was a holiday weekend in the United States. So I am going to keep applications open through Friday. Friday the 19th. I just turned around to look at my calendar. I'm going to keep applications open through Friday the 19th. Every year I get three or four applications in the last week where people say, I just found out about this and it's exactly what I needed. And I realized I haven't talked on the podcast a tremendous amount about it because I haven't been podcasting as frequently. So I want to leave space. If you, if this is what you need, you will know, you will know by listening to this, you will know by looking at the website, you will know because you've been looking for a coach to work with or looking for a community to join. I'm not in the business of convincing or cajoling you or twisting your arm. This is not a product where I convince people to do this. I actually actively talk people in and out of different programs and I say, you know what, I think you should wait. Your business is here. Come back next year. But if this is right for you and you happen to be listening to this podcast and you're like, I need to be here. I need to be here. I need to be with these people. Then come apply. Do drop your application in this week. And if you listen to this podcast in the future. Hello, future you. Welcome future self. We come around every year. So mark your calendar in January and make sure you apply to join us for the year-long experience. So the Wise Women's Council is a space for women to come together and talk to each other. For women to talk specifically about leadership and parenting at the same time. I started this because I needed it. When I was first pregnant, I was working at a tech startup in downtown Manhattan. We were 10 people. I was the sixth employee, and we expanded to a portfolio of 30 people with contractors and co-founders and the team, the growing team. But there was only one other person that I knew of that had a kid, and I was the first pregnant woman. So what I had to do while I was also working on the multiple dynamic roles of being at a startup, because you never have just one job, I also created our maternity leave and then parental leave policy and had to do a lot of research in what was coming up. I felt unprepared, I felt ill-equipped, and I felt alone. There was no one to look to or turn to and be like, hey, how do we do this? And even then, even five years ago, looking at resources online, it was still scarce. It still is today. I don't think there's enough truth telling out there about what it's like to really be a parent and get work done. To be honest, what I wanted was just to talk to other people. That's all I wanted was just to talk to other people. But I also couldn't find any sort of time to put this on my calendar. When was I going to add another meeting? I was getting up at 6.30, vomiting, Um, because I had such bad morning sickness, spending two hours trying to just get myself together, spending an hour on the train to get into downtown Manhattan, working from 9.30 until 6, usually at the earliest, rushing home and then getting in bed by 7.30 just to try to make it work. I didn't have time to go out in the evenings and 
I would make lunch meetings during the day to try to connect with other people, but it just felt like more work on top of more work on top of more work, and I was exhausted. I also just had this sense that the world of work didn't fit working parents, but I didn't really have a model for how it could change. I did stumble into talking to a few folks who said, oh no, I work at a company where there are lots of pregnant women and people take leave all the time and our standard leave is four months long and this is what it looks like to be a working parent and people end the workday at four. And my response was, what is this alternative universe and how do I get access to it? What I craved and what I needed were other people's stories, both of what was being done and what was possible But that camaraderie around, no, no, this is bad and this is not working. We're not going to do it this way. Or I don't feel good doing it this way and I need someone else to talk to to validate my experience that, yes, indeed, this is really challenging and maybe not the best use of all of our time. So I started the Wise Women's Council in part because I needed it. This was built also from my background of running masterminds and running communities. Before I started Startup Parent, which, if you've listened to the early episodes and you've been around for a while, was originally called Startup Pregnant. Before I started this journey and this company, I was running masterminds and group programs for the better part of the last decade through my own personal website, sarahkpeck.com. And so I have honed these skills of running masterminds and running communities well before I launched this specific group. One of the things I spent a lot of time thinking about was how to make a mastermind specifically work for working parents. Because when you don't have time and you can't just add a three-hour call to your weekend, how do you actually find the connection that you need in a way that works? So with many, many hours of program iteration, testing, and refinement, we have built what the Wise Women's Council is today, and I'm so proud of it. And I've gone into depth with Tara McMullen, as well as the Business of Authority podcast, in detailing exactly what it is that I do in this container and this structure. Briefly, the way that the Wise Women's Council works and why it works so well, it's based on research that I read in... Kat Velos's book on friendship. She talks about how different researchers have found it takes us 90 to 200 hours to develop deep relationships with other people. But most of our networking and connections stay in the shallow end of the pool. And all we do is have one call once a month, maybe spend at most 10 hours with someone. And so we never get into the place where we have deep, meaningful connections and therefore deep, meaningful conversations with other people. But as a working parent, how do you put 90 hours onto your calendar? It seems kind of impossible. So the Wise Women's Council is structured like this. We have two calls a month. They're both 90 minutes because I loathe the one hour mark and we need a little bit more time to go deeper. So you set aside time twice a month the first week on Thursday and the third week on Thursday. And we do a 90 minute call. And if you've been on a Zoom call with me, you've known that I don't like to do Zoom calls the way that other people do. We do a lot of breakout rooms. There's, it's focused on conversation and connection. And it's not a lot of lecture. Uh, I don't, I I will guide the call and I will give you the specific question prompts and we do journaling and we do some yoga stretching and we do all sorts of fun things so you feel better after you leave the Zoom call. You don't feel like, 
you are a disembodied head and you no longer have feeling in your toes. So we run really fun, I think. People tell me they're fun. Zoom calls. We do them twice a month because even having something once a week can be too much for a working parent. That's the first week of the month. Then the third week of the month, we do a business breakthrough session. And I invite a guest teacher or I teach or one of the coaches teaches. And we go through specific leadership capacities. And we teach people um, things like decision-making frameworks, how to make better decisions. Because as a parent, making decisions is one of the most exhausting things. So if you can level up in making decisions, you can actually improve your life as a parent and as a business owner. We talk about business foundations and marketing foundations. We talk about how to network when you're a parent. We talk about like revenues and expenses and what you can expect your business to do. And we have a session on sustainable scale. So how to build something that will grow consistently year over year. And it doesn't have to grow like a rocket ship. It's not going to be a unicorn. But if you want to build a business that works and you need it to grow year over year, we talk about the benchmarks to look for and how to get there. So that's a sample of our business breakthrough sessions. And those happen the third week of the month. Those are slightly more lecture-based because our guest teacher, I will interview the guest teacher for 45 minutes. And then the second half of the call is Q&A. And we put some people's businesses or questions into the hot seat. If you have to prioritize which thing to make each month, I tell people to always come to the first call because that's the most social one where we're connecting with other people. And if you have to miss something, miss the third week of the month, the business breakthrough sessions, unless you specifically have a challenge that you want addressed during that call with that teacher. Otherwise, you can watch the recording later. I don't have a ton of things recorded for you to listen to, but if you miss things, everything is recorded so that you can still get the connection and listening and hearing everyone's stories. So we do as much asynchronous as possible. Try to attend those three hours a month live if you can. Next is where the magic happens. We have groups that range from 24 to 48 people right now. I take whatever our final size is, I take the group and I break it down so that you are in a smaller pod of six to eight people. Every month we have a theme. The theme might be something like anger or pleasure or relationships. These are some of the themes that are really prevalent in our, um, in our lives, frankly. I post these themes because what I want to do is shift us away from the surface level conversations and also the monotony of our work. Sometimes just having doing the same thing over and over again gets us into a rut philosophically, psychologically, mentally, emotionally. We just can't break out. There's not a large requirement for you to do a tremendous amount of work and research. What I want you to focus on is your own life and how this theme plays out for you. So we have a recommended book. We have nine books throughout each each year and I develop the curriculum. We have a recommended book, but I don't need you to actually read the book unless you feel those tingles where you're like, oh my gosh, I have to read this book. I read the book for you. And then I send you an eight minute to 10 minute. I think the longest one I ever did was 23 minutes, but there's a short audio. It's like a podcast. There's a short audio summary. And I say, hey, this is the book. These are the themes. Here are some of the key passages. And these are the concepts that I want to talk about. I want to talk about what burnout is and how it shows up for you. And also in the book, they talk about seven ways to release burnout and finish the emotional cycle. Let's talk about that. 
I start the conversation and we use a tool called Voxer, which I know that some of you know about and some of you have never heard about before. Oops, I just hit the table. That was my elbow. Wham. Okay, so Voxer. I pair you up in groups of six to eight each month and I kick off the conversation. Voxer is this amazing app because number one, it has a time limit. You can't talk for more than 15 minutes, which is great. It It's like deep conversation, but it doesn't go, it doesn't balloon out. Each person talks for 15 minutes. You can also listen at double speed. So you can imagine if you're in a group of six people, what happens is I'll drop in and I start the conversation and I say, hey, this is the theme of burnout. And where are you on a scale of one to 10 right now in burnout? And have you ever experienced burnout in your life? Well, boy, oh boy, do we have a conversation that starts after I ask that question? And everyone starts to chime in and each person shares their story and their experience. And then we listen in those pockets of asynchronous time that we do have, but we can't make a call. You can't make a call while you're driving on the subway or in a car. It's really hard. And it's really hard to talk to another human being when you're home with your kids or during bath time or prepping lunches in the morning or making dinner or the laundry or taking out the trash. But there actually is space to listen. And that's why we listen to so many audiobooks and podcasts. So I tell people it's about six hours a month of listening, and then you duck into a closet, you lock yourself in the bathroom, or you stay in your car for an extra 10 minutes, and then you share your story too. It is so powerful and so meaningful to get to share and listen to other people's stories. I'm not sure I can do it justice here, but if you've listened to the podcast and you felt seen and heard just by listening to me talk to other people, this is like taking that to the next level. That's it. That's the bones. Those are the bones of the program. It's space to talk in a way that fits your schedule, distributed over time. Instead of a high intense conference, which I don't think anyone's going to because it's a pandemic, but also in the early days of parenting, most parents I know didn't travel a a lot or couldn't make it to extra conferences on top of work in those first young baby years of their lives. But that shouldn't be a reason why we don't connect with other people, invest in our network and our relationships, and invest in leveling up and growing. So another way to look at the Wise Women's Council is that it's a broken down, deconstructed conference that just happens to take place over 10 months instead of three days or a week. By the end of the year, my goals are that you feel seen and supported and heard that you get to tell your stories and that your stories change and shape how you think about yourself and the decisions that you make. One of my goals is to help people find and access their own inner wisdom and their own inner voice, releasing those should expectations of the world around you to find who you really are and what you really want. And a lot of times we can't find that until we tell our stories and even if we see ourselves in other people. My goal is for this to be a space for expansive, exploratory, deep conversation through multiple mediums. So we have the written portal. It's it, We used to use Slack, but we're using a different um, member portal now through audio, through video, through real time, through asynchronous, through groups and through one on one. So all of these different modalities are designed to create insight and space for you just to connect and talk with other people. From there, I want you to be able to tap into and develop your own leadership capacity. So expand the edges of your leadership potential. I want you to gain actual skills and abilities through our guided teaching sessions. And this includes 
skills in empathetic listening, deep listening, coaching, community building, decision making, even one of our coaches teaches moderate minimalism so that you can focus on what you truly want rather than trying to do everything. And we try to teach skills, foundational skills in business and marketing so that you can continue to find more success in your business and your career pursuits. And I want you to leave the community feeling like you have made lifelong connections. So over the course of the year, you'll grow as a person, you'll understand better who you are and what you want. And then by the end, it's my hope that by spending these 90 hours with other people, because if you do the math, what I shared was three hours of live calls, six hours of Voxer conversations, and then it's over, that's nine hours, and it's over nine and a half to 10 months. It's about 90 hours. Maybe there's more time that you spend writing in the portal. You'll get your 90 hours in here, I promise. From there, of the 36 or so people that were strangers at the beginning of the year, I want you to feel like you have left the community making some deep, close connections. If you leave with one, two, or even four people that you can spend time with for years to come and be in relationship with years for years to come, people that you can say, hey, you know what? I can call them six months or 12 months or two years from now and say, we were in this class together. We were part of this experience and it was so meaningful. I know that we're on the same footing when it comes to this worldview and this perspective. Can you help? Can you share some feedback with me? Do you know what I should do next with my life? It's my wish that the investment in something like the Wise Women's Council is a no-brainer because the value that you get from it lasts for years and years to come. It's not just a course It never was a course, and it's not just a community. It's truly an experience that blends teaching and community with helping you level up as a leader and creating space for deep conversation, real conversation, honest conversation, to tell the truth about who you are, about what you want, and about why you're here. So last year, we gathered 28 women together, and in those nine months that we spent together, we welcomed a total of eight new babies. I can't even believe it. You birthed the eight babies. You had collectively, you had 35 older children that you managed and you together submitted essays to the World Economic Forum. You applied to TED residencies. Some of you negotiated to become co-founders. You started new businesses. You started new strategic business offerings within your current companies. You made incredibly hard decisions and you did this all in a pandemic. People from last year brought partners home from work. They'd retired their husbands. Some of them tried for additional pregnancies. Some of them navigated the throes of single motherhood. We had several people looking at IVF and different fertility journeys. They talked openly about the challenges of doing fertility work during a pandemic. We had people who hired new team members who scaled to their seven and eight figures. We had people who hit six figures for the first time. We had deep conversations about whether or not we have more children. We talked about loss because people went through death as we do in our life. And we lived again through a global pandemic. Being a working parent is so challenging. I do not know that many people who say that this is a cakewalk. This is one of the most challenging times. And there are so many cultural pressures out there that conspire against women to make the world of work even harder and to make motherhood even harder than if you were a different gender. 
the research is not pretty. It there 30% of talented women drop out of the workforce on a regular basis in pre-pandemic years, not in a pandemic. In a pandemic, it's been even worse. And they do so because there's not enough support, there's not enough community, and they feel incredibly lonely and unsupported in their journey. The Wise Women's Council will not solve for the cultural problems at large, and we cannot fix your partnerships. This is not a promise I'm making at all. But what we can do is offer peer-to-peer support and coaching and a place to be seen and to be heard and to be supported during these challenging times. And if we can help you shift from dropping out of the workforce or being completely overwhelmed by it all and helping you get through these years with quality support to keep your job, even to level up in your job, to negotiate for a better position, to negotiate for flex work, to figure out what it is that you need, that's what we're here for. This is the support that I wished I'd had during my years of working in startups and figuring out pregnancy. I wish I wasn't alone in writing my own maternity leave plan. I wish that I had more people, even just people that I could look to the left and the right and say, oh, you know what? I'm not the only one doing this and this isn't that big of a deal, right? I am just a person. I'm not an exception. I'm not a woman. I'm a person who is making a mark, my mark in the world. Every year we open applications for people to come join us to become a part of this program. If this is something that sounds good to you or sounds dreamy to you, please do consider applying. We have an open call for applications. I read every word, which means, yes, I'm very busy right now. Uh, I'm up late, I'm drinking too much coffee, and I'm pouring over every application. And I do write back to every single person. If for some reason you applied and you have not heard back from me, send me a note because that was not my intention. I have a lengthy spreadsheet where I email everyone. And I'm just so grateful that you take the time to apply. I also know that this is not accessible for everyone right now and not accessible for every business and every person's background. I get it. I could not always do coaching at every part of my career. But there were moments when I hit different milestones in my career and I realized just how much I needed a coach and a community. We've done our best to make this community a place where if you have been thinking already about working with a coach, that this just seems dreamy and perfect to you. You can't believe that there's this incredible community of people and the possibility for coaching all in one package of parents and entrepreneurs. We're not for everyone, but we might be right for you. If that's you, if you're listening, if this sounds like the thing that would help you get through the year ahead, we would love to, I would love to support you. Applications are at startupparent.com WWC. The application takes like 15 to 20 minutes. I've had people say it takes 30 minutes because they write a lot of life history and I love reading it. No, seriously, I really do. Like knowing more about you helps me in my business in all sorts of ways. So you telling me lots of information can be a win-win because I have people tell me that taking the time to apply, they feel better even just after applying. They're like, oh, I didn't think about all of these things. And yeah, where am I going? And what do I want? And what would be helpful? And wow, that was a really useful exercise. So people tell me they're really grateful for having applied. And it's really helpful for me. The more information you give me, the more I can learn about all of the people here in the startup parent ecosystem. So please, by all means, don't hold yourself back. I'll be up late this week reading all of your applications, that's for sure. And lastly, I want to talk about our social justice and social equity-based scholarships. 
One of the things that Startup Parent is committed to as we grow this community and our work and our presence online is creating spaces that accurately reflect and support the many, many paths that motherhood and parenting can take. Since our inception, one of our goals has been to make this space not just for women, but for women across all backgrounds who are navigating parenting and business. This includes women of color, gender non-conforming members, members with disabilities, single mothers, non-gestational mothers, non-gestational parents, and people from historically marginalized groups. We need, I've spoken about this on other podcast episodes, but we need spaces for women and people who identify as women or people who identify sort of as women or even non-binary folks who want to be in communities with a majority of women identifying folks. Because women are affected so significantly in different ways than men by the rules of work and the rules and the cultural norms of parenting. So we do need gender-specific spaces, but we also have spaces across our platforms for lots of conversations, across, between, amongst, all sorts of different people. The Wise Women's Council focuses on women and femmes who identify mostly as women or who maybe don't identify with the binary but want to be in a group of women or primarily women in this space. If that's you, please do come apply. In addition, we have a scholarship program and we provide scholarship opportunities on a sliding scale to applicant groups on an as needed basis. This is in support of social justice and social equity. So if you are from a historically marginalized group, if you identify as black, indigenous, or as a person of color, if you are part of the LGBTQIA community, or you identify as non-binary, and, and this is an important caveat, that something like the Wise Women's Council would be incredibly nourishing, supportive, and helpful to you in particular in your life right now. I would really love to see your application and strongly and warmly encourage you to apply if you think that this space is a space that would be helpful and supportive and beneficial to you. We have scholarships. They are on a sliding scale. When you fill out the application, there's a bonus page that says you are filling out a scholarship application and you can apply for one of those scholarships. We award these on a sliding scale. We award as many as we have the capacity for every year, provided that we have enough applicants. Since we have such a strong class already forming in 2021, we had 13 people come back from last year to join for another year. We have 47% of our alumni returning, which is, to me, it says something about the program and how strong it is and how much people want and need this. And because we had such a strong showing of applications already in January, we do still have social equity scholarships available. I would love to give these out. So if you are a woman of color, if you identify that way, or you're part of the LGBTQIA community, please do come join us. Or if you know of a woman or a mother or a parent that could benefit from something like this and you want to nominate them, send them to startupparent.com WWC and tell them about our program and tell them that we have these scholarships still available. All right, everyone, that is a wrap. Thank you for coming to this episode to look a little bit more deeply inside of the Wise Women's Council. It is a program I love running every year. I love taking the year to spend time with people. You do have to apply and join us by March. We don't add new people in the middle of the program. If you miss this round, then you'll have to wait a year and come back next 
here. Take a look through all of the program materials and on the website. We have lots of frequently asked questions. I've gone into some of them today here about how it works and who it's for and what scholarship programs we have available. If you have more questions, they go ahead and send us an email. I am here. I'm answering email every single day. Or take a look at our website because I've outlined the books that we're reading this year, the guest teacher topics, the themes. I have resources to help support you if you're looking for company sponsorship or you want to ask your company to help pay for it. I also have resources if you want to forward this program to somebody you know that would like it, I can send you a PDF about our program. There's all sorts of things and questions and tools and resources that I have. I have answers for lots of your questions. I may not have an answer for every question, but shoot me an email and we'll try our best to get it sorted. If you are wondering whether or not to apply, take a look through the page and then decide by this Friday. And if this is something that would help you, I would love to learn more about you and help you decide whether or not you should join us this year.